Snapback fam, if you're here for the giveaway, you're in the right spot. We are giving away 10 NBA basketball jerseys in honor of this episode, which is about the NBA season and all of our predictions. Here's how to enter. Of course, it's free. On the Apple Podcast app, it is purple. If you have an iPhone, an iPad, etc., go search the Snapback Sports Pod, which is what you're listening to right now. You're going to hit the subscribe button. You're going to scroll down. You're going to give it a five star. And then you are going to leave a review. In the review section, leave the team that you think will win the NBA Finals this season. If you don't have an Apple device, go to Spotify. It's a free app. The podcast is free. Search Snapback Sports Pod, which is once again what you are listening to. You hit the follow button and then also turn on the notifications to alert when you get a new episode. So I'm Jack, obviously, leader of the Snapback fam. You'll hear from my co-host and best friend, Abe Granoff, from the Snapback Sports Pod. And we are really excited to preview the NBA season with you guys. So once you do that, take a screenshot, send to me however you want on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Jack Settlement Snapchat, on Snapback Sports Snapchat. Just send me a screenshot that you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or followed on Spotify. You get a bonus entry if you do both. Now, on this episode, we talk literally one through eight in the East, one through eight in the West. We talk about every team in the NBA. We also talk about MVP, finals predictions, most improved player, rookie of the year, anything NBA related we cover in this episode of the podcast. So Snapback fam, I hope you guys are going to have a great Christmas week, a great holiday season. I know 2020 has been tough, but hopefully the NBA coming back, this giveaway to start it off will all get us on the right path. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Since we recorded a pod yesterday, I'm not going to ask you what's on your mind because oh, today is come the on. NBA 2020-2021, barely 2020-2021. It's almost just the 2021 Whoa. season. We've been doing this podcast for about 18 months, and we've only done one NBA preview. So that gives you a nice idea of how long the last NBA season was. We do keep some things the same, but a quick preview of what we're going to do. We're going to seed out all the teams who's going to make it miss the playoffs, obviously make our title picks, then talk about some awards. MVP, new all-stars, that's Abe and I's favorite thing to do here. Most improved player, rookie of the year, six-man defensive player of the year. And at the end, we will run through everyone's win totals and some betting long shots. But Abe, I'll ask you then, what's on your NBA mind right now? It's disgusting. I'm I'm not going to keep this episode. I'm going to keep this episode unbiased, but I am disgusted with myself and how bought into the Philadelphia 76ers that I am. I maybe it has to do with the Eagles on the the brink of playoff elimination, close to it, but who knows with Baby Goat. Um but yeah, I am fully back sucked into the Sixers and I'm excited for this season because there's a lot of unknowns. I feel like the East is as wide open as it gets, and the, the West, still the Lakers to lose, but the Clippers are still there. They're still a team. 
It's crazy to me that you're so bought into the Sixers oh, without, disgustingly without bought James in. Harden. That's the thing. Is like if you got Harden and things really changed, the only thing that really changed this year was you got Seth Curry instead of Al Horford. Like those that's the only that's big not ch- it. That's not But it. we know that Tyrese Maxey isn't gonna make a monster man and you're hoping shake milton's gonna be super we'll get into this we'll get into this when i make outlandish predictions about the sixers in a little but i do want to start on the james harden front on monday december 21st at 11 30 a.m jack by the time the end of the season rolls around what team will james harden be on i think he's gonna stay with the rockets i think that people all year yeah it's tough to trade a top five NBA player. I can't remember the last time. Like, even when AD Kawhi. was traded, he wasn't. Kawhi. Kawhi, the situation, obviously, they they essentially wouldn't let him play. Um, and even though that that trade was two years ago, the compensation for it today would be 20x that. Like, they got DeMar DeRozan in a pick. So, today, just the way that AD was traded, the way that new guys have been traded it's almost impossible to get equal value for now, let me a top ask you a five question. player. Yeah, whenever you trade a top five player, chances are whoever got the top five player, no matter what, will always win the deal. I don't care right. how many picks you got, what they turned into. But are you saying that James Harden is going to be a rocket through the end of his contract? Like, they're going to fix this? Um, well, I don't or know. Or he'll how, be traded in the offseason. I don't know how much fixing it necessarily takes. Like, the question is, where is the problem? So if the problem was Russ, they got rid of that problem. If he didn't like D'Antoni's system, they got rid of that problem. If they didn't like you know, what he did from a standpoint of the GM, they sent Maury to Philly. So what is the problem? If the guy just doesn't like Houston and living near Travis Scott, I understand that. <laughs> but the rest of the problems are theoretically gone. They brought in a big man. From, they, they, from, what, I read, from what I read, the problem, they wanted to keep D'Antoni. Right. That was one of the issues. But they did it. Um, you know what I mean? Like, mean even... Did. What do you mean? Second, the the second problem was apparently the owner and, like, political views yeah. and stuff like that, where if you want to get out of that situation, it's different. But this situation has been so dragged out to a point where there is no way that James Harden remains a rocket. Um, I don't... I, I kind of can see a way where he remains there the whole year. But in that sense, it's like, all right, like, if you're the Rockets and you know this is going to be a thing eventually why not just get out ahead of it early the more time that goes on the only his value will just appreciate more it's less time that the new team will have him on a contract it's ben simmons or bust that that's the thing that is the only player you can trade james harden for that's what i think and i think the sixers are in an interesting position with harden because we talked about this before when you have this new type of roster and like in my opinion with the sixers the biggest additions were this year were additions by subtraction it was losing Al Horford it was losing Brett Brown you replace them with Doc Seth Curry you bring in Danny Green whatever but the Sixers now have this unknown optimism like all right we have this new coach this new system this new roster that actually fits with our stars can we make something of it do we need to make this move and that's why I don't think that the Sixers have made the move yet but if they start out the year and Ben Simmons is doing his 17 8 and 8 and like the Sixers aren't seeing much. They're still, a, I don't know, three through six seed. Then maybe you make the move. And I don't think that the Rockets are going anywhere with Ben Simmons. But I'm just afraid that a random other team, Toronto, Boston, Denver, I don't know, swoops in and takes James Harden. But I think he's ours for the taking if we want him. I really do. 
I always talk about the move as a sideways move for you guys. I don't get that. It's, I just don't know what that means. It's just not like if you're going to give up your future, your future cornerstone, you have to say this move puts us in the finals. Not it could, not it would. It puts you in. You don't because what you just said. He depreciates. He's an older guard. Older guards trend down over time. Then he only has one year left on his contract. Like you have Ben Simmons secured for the next three, four, five years if you want. So I just don't. Let me ask you a question, and I'm not going to chime in with my thoughts because you obviously know. You think Joel and Ben can win together? No. And do you think Ben Simmons will ever be the player that James Harden is? No, obviously not. So that's the thing. You go for it. You make the move. But, because my thing is, but by but maximize- what is the difference? I'll explain to you the difference with James Harden for Ben Simmons. James Harden, put him on the Nets championship. James Harden, put him on the Heat championship. James Harden, Whoa. put him on. The- Whoa. You don't think James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, and and a bunch of vets are winning a championship? They literally were mm-hmm. in the championship, and the Fakely. one thing they were missing was scoring. Fakely. Um <laughs> No, but my thing is, when you make this move, what do you want to do? You want to maximize Joel Embiid's potential and his prime. And I think Joel is approaching or in his prime as we speak. And with his size, his injury history, his his athletic ability, how long is that prime going to last? And if you bring James Harden in, you maximize Joel's prime, there's no doubt he's a better fit with Joel. That's than, my point. You're Simmons going is. for it. In a situation, I think, I think you always have to go for it. You can't I, play scared. That I get punt. that, but you're going. You can't punt in overtime I with a minute it. left to get the tie I, because in the end, if you don't win the division, now we're getting the worst pick. You got to go for it. You cannot go. You can't just say go for it though when it doesn't get you there. It's not going. That's for playing it. scared. That's it's playing not scared. playing scared. It's not. If you could make a move that kept the two, sure. Like the Heat should if, go for it. The Nets should go for it. Are the Be- Sixers in a better position to win a championship if they make the deal or if they don't? They're in a better position to maybe make the finals. Not to win a championship. Neither team wins it. the championship. You got to go for it. Eastern Conference preview. Let's see these guys up. I'll start from bottom to top. I'm going the Wiz in the eighth spot. Rui, I like the Denny pick. Thomas Bryan is a con- he's a fine center, and then you got Russ and Beal, and Beal almost carried that team last year. Russ, healthy, good off season. I don't see why the Wizards wouldn't get in. They're more talented than a Magic team or a Hawks team, in my opinion. Seven Pacers. No, the Hawks, <laughs> but they spent all that money. Seven seed is the Pacers. The Pacers. They return all those guys, right? Like, I don't see why they wouldn't just be as consistent, play good basketball. They're fit for COVID, like, for all these no-fan situations. They're just going to play defense, get enough points to win games. Sabonis back. I like the Pacers at seven. Raptors all the way down at six, which is going to be kind of funny because I have some love for the Raptors later in the pod, but... (laughs) It just feels like they overperformed a lot last season, even though they made it far. I guess they kind of returned the same guys. But Lowry. Serge Ibaka and Gasol. Yeah. But they bring in Baines. Right. Um, Lowry trending in the wrong direction, but the rest of the guys should be trending up. This is more of a sell on Siakam. I have the Sixers at five. Once again, when, when you tell me on the podcast, the Sixers got better by losing players, and that is that is what you're holding on to. 
I can't bump them up much further than that. So I think they have a good team. Doc, there's always going to be a question mark about him until he proves it. Two-time coach the, of the year and NBA champion. He took the best roster in the league and made him go. Um, so I have the Sixers at five. They were the sixth seed last year. And, but we know that this two through two through five, two through six even, is going to be up in the air. The Nets at four because you're going to get periods where – Kevin Durant and Kyrie are the most unstoppable players in the league. And then you're going to get periods of Kyrie burning shit on the court. And then Levert's probably going to get hurt. And then Dimwitty's probably going to try and sell Bitcoin outside the arena with no fans. So I'm going to put the sell. Nets. Why, why would he sell at a time like this? <laughs> he's he's selling himself for Bitcoin. Selling himself <laughs> for Bitcoin. That's essentially what you do on Twitter every day. Exactly. Uh, I have the, the defending Eastern Conference champs at three. I am with Abe that I do think the bubble helped them. But once again, this is a season where teams like the Heat will probably be consistent. You're going to want consistency, consistency, consistency. The Heat are going to play their games. Tyler's probably the only outlier there. Bam, Jimmy, go to work. Goran, do your thing. I have Celtics at two. I'm really high on Boston. Jalen, Tatum, continue to take the step. Kemba will come back healthier at some point. The bench, we've discussed, is the weak spot. They brought in TT to kind of shore up the big man spot. But they have so many young guys between last year's draft and this year's draft. That even if just one of them becomes half of what they expected, like Grant Williams becomes a... I a already star. hate, I already, as a Sixers fan, anti-Boston, I already hate Peyton Pritchard. He yeah. He hasn't even done anything. Yeah, that's fine. He's like, no, he's he's like the Duke guard. For just, he's like the Duke guard <laughs> yeah. that everyone hates, the great the funniest, Allen. The funniest part Peyton about Pritchard. Pritchard is like, he went to Oregon. He's playing well. He, no, he's a super nice kid, like... Very, he was playing well in the preseason too, like hitting crazy shit. I already hate, yeah. him. I hate his guts. So like between Pritchard, Naismith, you have Carson, Grant Williams, Taco won't become anything. Langford, like you have so much potential sitting there. You would think between Brad Stevens and just the organization, you would think that one of them would become a good player and help them out. So, and then I have the Bucks at one. There's nothing that tells me that the Bucks aren't as good, if not better, than last season, and. They have the the two time MVP, the best player in the world besides Steph Curry. Jesus, um, they got Giannis. So I'm going Bucks one. They're the regular season kings. Can't deny that he's the best regular Can't season player there is. Cannot right now. deny that. So we have the same eight teams in a slightly different order. I'm okay. going to start at the bottom. I have Indiana. Like you said, didn't really lose anybody. They lost McMillan, so I think they take a hit on the defensive end. But I think just as a whole, the East got better as the offseason, and that's what's going to put the, the Pacers down below. Number seven, and I, I almost put them higher, is Washington. I think their offense is going to be stupid. I think Russ is going to put up crazy, like, like out-of-this-world statistics. I, I'm looking at him to lead the league in assists in that offense. Like mm-hmm. Last year, the Wizards played at the highest pace in the NBA, scored near the highest amount in the NBA. Didn't really play a lick on defense. <laughs> no and I, defense. Think that's what, I think that's what you're going to see again this year. But with Russ, with Beal, I think Beal will be the best player on that team, and it's his team. But I think Russ controls that offense, and, and they're going to have a good year. Sorry to say Charlotte um, and Atlanta, but not this year. Not this year. And like we said, we get into the two through six right here, and really you can pick out of a hat. I'm going Brooklyn, number six. Wow. And I'm going Brooklyn, number six, and I don't think they'll be separated by that much. 
I just think a new head coach, two of the weirdest motherfuckers in the entire league leading that team. Don't bring that sage anywhere near my stadium, Kyrie. Um, I think they'll struggle defensively, um, and they got to get their system under wraps. And who knows if KD, like, I don't know. I think KD, here's my thing. When I don't watch the Nets, like, I watch both their preseason games, and I'm just like, like how, how are you going to stop them? Like, how? And then I, I think about it when I'm not watching their games, and I'm just like, but they probably won't play that much defense, and then Kyrie and KD are bound to start something in the locker room. Like, is that the lock of the year that something in there's locker room troubles in Brooklyn somehow? If, if Houston's not, then that is, <laughs> yes. Right, 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 right. So I think something happens there. The rookie coach will take a little bit of a learning curve. Um, yeah, there's a recipe for disaster. The I can't bank on Kyrie staying healthy either. Right. KDA, so we'll see. Number five, and I am not big on them this year, and I'm, I have a feeling it's going to come back to bite me in the ass because that's what it usually does. I'm going Boston. The depth. In a year where depth is probably the most important because you're going to have positive tests, you're going to have guys sitting out on games, I think that is really their Achilles heel this year. Losing Gordon Hayward, I think, is a big loss in yeah. terms of their shooting because now all their shooting is in their starting lineup. They've got Smart, Tatum, Brown, uh, Kemba, Kemba, and Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson, I don't really – they finally believe in a center. They signed a center, which is very unlike the Boston Celtics, but, like, Tristan Thompson's defending Giannis. Tristan Thompson's defending Joel Embiid. Please. Barbara Who defended Kuchik. Joel Embiid last year in the playoffs? Um, everyone on their team because we didn't have anyone outside of Joel Embiid. <laughs> it was literally five versus one. Um, I actually, that's funny you say that. So I almost put my, I got back from the gym right before this episode and I still haven't showered. So I smell like shit. And I had my Sixers Iverson jersey over there and I went to go put it on. I go, wait, the last time I put this on, the Sixers lost four straight games in the playoffs <laughs> and got swept. Um, so I decided so I didn't have that on. Number four, the Toronto Raptors. Why? Somehow they're always there. Always. They lose They lose Ibaka. They lose Gasol. Their depth takes a hit. Um, but that's what the the Raptors do. They develop their young stars. You have OG. You have Norman Powell. Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis. Well, do we know what his yeah, deal is? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, with law enforcement. Um, and I heard the craziest stat in the entire world today, that the Raptors have gone over their win total nine years in a row. I don't know if the four seed puts them over their win total, but I know that they're always better than people take them to be. And I'm just going to roll with the history and take that number three. And it was hard not to put them too, but I have the Philadelphia 76ers. I think the defense, the sky is the limit in terms of their potential. I think Embiid Simmons finally surrounded by shooters. We saw it back in, 2017, where it was Embiid, Simmons, JJ, Cove, Dario, Ursan, Marco Bellinelli. You're telling me that exactly, and that team ended up being the three seed and won a playoff series. That's the have... weak East, though. Like the East is so much better nowadays. You're right. You're right. It is, but so is the team now. And the Sixers, what they lacked most over these last few years, depth. They finally have depth. They have legitimate backup center in Dwight Howard who will probably regress a little bit just because he was the perfect fit for the Lakers last year and stuff like that. 
I think with the trade margins, Mori brings in a few other people. And listen, this team is finally built around their two best players, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. They have Seth on the outside, Danny Green, who Danny Green's funny because he can shoot a very high percentage. Like he'll shoot, I don't know, two of six, three of seven from three pointer. But those four misses are going to make you baffled. Like some of his misses in the preseason were air balls four feet away from the hoop, but then it'll come down, do a step back and, and, and drain one. So listen, I think this team has a lot to prove this year. Last year being a disappointment is an understatement, and I think they're coming in for with a chip on their shoulder. The one player I haven't mentioned in this in this little speech is that max player Tobias Harris. Um, there's no doubt he needs to figure it the fuck out this year. He needs to figure something out. His best year in his career was with Doc Rivers. Hopefully he does that. Hopefully he learns that he maybe he shouldn't dribble as much. That sounds um, a lot like the Knicks signing Giannis's brother to sign him. Like I know it's factual that that was the best year with Tobias Harris, but it just feels like that's hope can Tobias more Harris, than like pointing to actually something. Can Tobias Harris legitimately be a third star? That's all we need. That is all we need, and and. I hope so. All right, I let me so. ask you. On a scale of 1 to 10, last year and this year, like, do you say the Sixers were a 6 out of 10 last year and they're an 8 out of 10 this year? Like, simple scale, because I'm trying to conceptualize in your head how much better this team got to you. A lot. A lot, okay. But for last year, you were Eastern Conference Finals favorites. Like, we picked you guys to win the East, right? So going into the season, you were an 8 out of 10, probably a 9 out of 10. Right. But where, where a lot you, of that, a lot of that was total bias. Okay. So now it actually year, has to do with basketball. Going, in, going into the bubble where everyone was healthy. 2 what, out of 10. What do you mean? Oh, I, right. I did tweet that we were going to the finals. Right, right. Um, well, that doesn't count because Ben. ben okay. Got My point is, where do you rank yourselves out of 10 this season? So I can get an understanding of how much better you think you got versus where we probably think you got. So the thing about the Sixers, I know you want a straight number, is there's so much. I'll be honest. I don't know what the Sixers team will look like. My brain is so accustomed to this one style of offense Mm -hmm. with Brett Brown where the ball doesn't really move. The ball sticks. And in the preseason, I'm seeing the ball move around. I, I haven't seen a roster like this since 2017 that literally fits Joel and Ben. I haven't seen a new coach with a new system, a whole new offensive, um, a whole new assistant coaching staff. You got Ben shooting a pull-up three in the preseason game that hit the rim. Stop. No like, hesitation. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying shit. that. I'm not going down the Ben Simmons to get a shoot roll. Uh, if it happens, it happens. But there's just so much unknown about this team that it's so hard to answer that question. Which is why it's laughable to put them third because they were six. I don't last think it year. is. We just talked about it how open six two last through six year, is. and then this year you're pretty much saying I have no clue what's going to happen. I think we're good, so we're going to be the three. And you guys don't understand. You were the sixth seed in the Western Conference, number six, without a team that didn't with a team that didn't fit. With a team that didn't fit. With a team that didn't fit, and now it finally fits. That's enough on the Sixers. There's a lot of unknown. I'm very excited. I'm very bought in. Continue Maybe on. to a fault. Number two, the Miami Heat. 
because you said it perfectly. What everyone needs this year is consistency, and I think the Miami Heat are embody consistency. And for the same reason, I think that they kind of feel like they have something to prove as well. Mm-hmm. They went to the finals last year, but people, yeah. maybe you and I, <laughs> um, don't really give them the credit they deserve because it was the bubble. And I think they still have that on their mind. Their young stars are trying to improve. So I think, and they, who'd they add? They added Which is Harkless. funny that like you give LeBron and the Lakers full credit, but discount the heat getting there. Yes. Which is funny. It's just funny. Talk about the Bucks at one. The Bucks at one. I think they take a step back, but I you said that still last think, year. But I still think that's enough because I'm hoping that they finally learn to chill the fuck out in the regular season. <laughs> like that's 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 what I say by this. Um, listen, Giannis is gonna be Giannis. I think there will be a downgrade because they understand that they need to save it for the playoffs. Not still not that much depth on the bench. They lose Wesley Matthews. They lose. Um, they lost a lot um, of guys. Honestly, still need better shooting around Giannis. Giannis will shoot more. I really don't think that the Bucks between last year and this year have solved anything. You know what I mean? They've they, they went sideways again. They went they've sideways upgraded again. It. Yeah, exactly. They've upgraded in a way where they have better players on their team, maybe. But, like, this, they still have the best starting lineup fit. in the NBA. They probably have the best starting lineup in the NBA. But, exactly, it doesn't fit. Listen, the Bucks are going to try hard. They're going to be the one seed. And we're going to be calling them cuties. And no, no. I don't know. We'll see. All right, let's but, talk about so, the, the teams that got left out. That's the Hawks, Magic, Cavs, Knicks, Bulls, Hornets, Detroit. Let's touch on them quickly. Detroit, I'm not touching on you. I, I don't think they know what they're doing. Yeah, they're clueless. Hornets, uh, LaMelo will be fun. I don't – everyone's like, oh, it's must-watch basketball. It's actually not because it'll be all over my Yeah, Instagram no big men, terrible defense. I, I won't. Need, like, I won't need to watch it because I will watch them. They lose. will be a. They will be a fun team to watch once a week, and that's about. I it. won't turn on a Hornets game. I will. They're your. They're your. I will see Lamelo's clips. I have a better way to phrase report. it. They are a Instagram. They are the Instagram team of the year. Absolutely. The Instagram Bulls. The Bulls the are interesting because management, ownership, coaching have been so bad, and now you kind of have young players: Levine, Kobe. You bring in Patrick Williams once again. It's it feels like a building year for them. I don't expect any big surprises from the Bulls unless everyone happened to take a big step forward. Then you've got the Cavs, a young team that I'm actually a little higher on. I think people are going to be surprised. Like they have some players, they do. They won't win a lot of games, but they'll put up big fun numbers. I think the Cavs will be the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Oh, I'm going. I think Detroit we finally. Easy. I think we finally see uh, get a Kevin Love trade. Right. I don't know where to, but I think they're going to be probably the worst defense in the league. All these young guards that are trying to find their way. I think that the Cavs are the worst team in the Eastern Conference and potentially the league. I would go Detroit for that one, but I, I hear where you're coming from. Then you've got the Magic. Uh, they have made the playoffs the past couple of years, but. In an in a more talented East, I don't see a way they get in. I could see Vucevic being moved. I could see Aaron mm-hmm. Gordon being moved, and mm-hmm. those are two nice championship pieces for I don't know some of the top teams in the league. So that's how I feel about the Magic, the Hawks. Let's talk about the, our Hawks. Can we talk about the Magic real quick? That sure. backcourt is going to be fun. 
Cole and that backcourt of Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz is Ew. something to oh, marvel. That's fine. P- potentially one of the worst offensive backcourts in the NBA, but that 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 backcourt's going to give you heart, and I think you got to look out for them. Hawks, the Hawks, Hawks fans the are poor here. Hawks, Atlanta the fans Hawks. have literally nothing to ever be happy about in the sports world. So they make all these moves this offseason, and my Atlanta fans come to the Snapback Sports Pod expecting to hear the Hawks are the seven seed, the Hawks are the three seed, the Hawks aren't making the playoffs. The Hawks are the ten seed. The Hawks are the ten seed, and it's because they're just not that good. Listen. Their offense is probably going to be awesome. I think. I mean, they built around Trey. They've got all these shooters around him. If the if the defense is bad, the defense is bad. It's the easiest way to put it. If the Hawks are good, ish, does Trey sneak into like a secret? I don't know, fourth place in the MVP voting, maybe. Um, you know what? The more on... I'm looking at the Hawks roster You're and in. thinking through it. You're in. I, I they're so talented. So you're gonna line up with Trey Young, and we'll just go with their heavy stars: Trey Young, Collins, Capella, and then so like those are their core guys, right? Bogey. And then you've got Bogdanovich, Gallinari, and then same theory I used on the Celtics between Hunter, Reddish, Huerta. They even have Bruno Fernandez. Herder. He put a little accent. Huerta. He's a Maryland boy. <laughs> Puerto Rico. I call him Kevin Huerta. Um, ah, I feel like Huerta's a good player, and I don't know, bro. The problem with the Hawks, maybe they could shock us. Maybe they can end up as a five or six seed and yeah. just be unbelievable. Yeah. But right now, I feel as if they're going to need someone to play below expectations between the right. Wizards, the Pacers, that's where I'm at with the Hawks right now. Could I see them being a five or six seed and shocking everyone, similar to the way that OKC it might was just last be year? Shocking us though, like, like there's people who are high on the Hawks. What what is high? Does anyone have them as a six seed? Yeah, I don't think so. yeah. Bro, they brought in Chris Dunn. That's an incredible backup for Trey to counter defensively. What's Chris Dunn, dude, he is awesome on defense like actually yeah i know awesome and i actually on. like him with lloyd pierce who's a yeah a great defensive mind oh they brought in has... rondo too you're yeah. in on the hawks <laughs> uh, i'm not in on <laughs> but that. like all right all right so if you were to put the hawks in the eight who are you taking out if i am in on the hawks i would probably remove that's the problem. Indiana. The East is deep. That's I can't what I'm take saying. Indiana out. You have a similar situation in the West with some teams. <sighs> Toronto. Nah, they returned too many guys. Maybe the Sixers. I would say the Hawks. Just are the because Sixers. of a FU. Yeah, something like that. I feel you. Um, but FU, yeah, that, it's once again, it's not a, it's not a, it's your problem. It's more of a me problem, Hawks fans. It's my top eight in the East. They could I got it. the Wizards. They could. The not. Hawks are a. I got to see it to believe it. Yeah. I got to see it to believe it because. But I'll believe it. Right like, now, I'll believe it early too, but right now, my only thoughts on Trey Young are he's pretty cool to watch. He's an empty calorie stat stuff. <sighs> he is literally but sugar free gum. Does he take that jump? Does he take the jump that Jason Tatum did? Or Luke. In his, or Luke. Whoa, let's relax there. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, Hawks fans. I, I just got to see it to believe it. There's one last team we haven't touched on in the East. 
I think we saved them the best for last. Go ahead. Jets fans are jealous of what is being built in the Mecca, and it's a it's a team that's being built. There was actually a poll in my group me yesterday who's in a better or worse situation or something, the Jets or the Knicks. It's the Knicks. The Jets, first of all, you're an embarrassment. I don't care if your players want to win, your coaches. If you're the owner or GM, you literally <laughs> you cut players in the middle of the game to figure it out, like what's going on. So, I mean, you just have to do that. But here's the deal with the Knicks, fam. Here is the deal. The Knicks are, they're building something solid. You haven't made any overpaid signings so far. You haven't done, you didn't trade for Russell Westbrook. You didn't trade for Chris Paul. You didn't leverage assets. You're not giving up R.J. Barrett and every single pick for James Harden. You're building this thing the right way. And you may have gotten lucky. You may have lucked into your future point guard. And what have I talked about? If you listen to Snapback Sports Pod, this is what we always talk about. The Knicks haven't had a point guard in 15 years. And somehow, some way, the Knicks may have just lucked into Emmanuel quickly at the point guard spot. They got lucky, but they may Second have Second best it. Kentucky guard in the class, for sure. You got they, that. They may have done that. So if Thibodeau sees the potential in the young guys and says, yeah, you got to earn your spot, but quickly earns his spot and that he's better than Peyton. RJ takes a step. Mitch takes a step. The team's going to, it's going to squeeze out wins. It's going to beat you on your down day. It's going to lose to you on its good day. Let me stop you there. So I have the math correct. If all goes well. Yeah. And all, every single player improves. Correct. The Knicks will be in the right direction. That's correct. That seems pretty simple. That does seem simple. And it's not, you know, you can't expect all of that. But I'm not expecting Knox, Niddle, Aquino, or Dennis Smith Jr. I'm expecting the guys with talent. I'm expecting R.J. Barrett to take the next step. I'm expecting Obi to have a good rookie year. Uh, I think quickly, like, he is a good player. It's Give me early. a, what are we looking at? All right, so we've had, what, three or four preseason games of Emmanuel quickly? Yeah. Give me his player, his player comp. Brad Beal? book no 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 so he's actually all right so here's the conversation because it's funny because Steph? abe has tyrese maxi on his team and he thinks that maxi's better than quickly quickly literally won i know i i just say that because i have to no of like, course but quickly literally won sec player of the year and dropped to 22 which is weird because he's three and d guy and they thought he was three and d guy but Calipari literally played him at the two, so Maxi could play point guard, but quickly actually has a really good handle and can run offense. So, like I said, they might have lucked into a point guard, which the Knicks have never had. So, I think they will squeeze out wins in a tough season. Quickly's also, he's the hardest worker I've ever seen on Snapchat. I mean, every day. He's just Tyrese, posting. Tyrese is similar too. He's posting Tyrese, a sweaty shirt. Tyrese gives off. Yep, that's what Tyrese does, and yeah. it's giving me huge, huge Markel Fultz vibes because oh, no, that's no. all Markel that's, did yeah, was no, no, six a.m. snaps of his of his sneakers in the gym. Yeah, um, like no days off stuff like that. But Tyrese is the same way. So I think Calipari just has a little factory going. So let me just we'll close with this on the Knicks. I said before the year. They were going to be the worst team in the league. Like with Alfred Payton and freaking Nerlens Noel starting, I don't expect much out of the team. But if they play the young guys, like when I saw a, a closing lineup of quickly RJ, Toppin, Randall, Knox, and I'm not a big Knox guy, but just see, Mitch? but I said that. 
I, no, you said it. Mitch instead of Randall. Mitch instead of Randall. Just seeing five young guys on the floor instead of Alfred Payton, Reggie Bullock, and Nerlens Noel, and they cut Kid Gilchrist. Thank God. Like that's all I want to see as a Knicks fan. Who's going to be good and who's not? Instead of trying to figure it out with eight minutes a game from Nito Lakina and twelve minutes a game from Knox, and like just run these guys out. There, well, you know that on, in Tibbs' offense, nobody's getting eight minutes a game. They're, They're getting, getting forty. 40. You're that's... getting forty, or you're not touching the floor. And that's what I want. So like the people who are going to be the other Knicks fans will be upset that Miles Powell isn't there and Bris Dykus. I don't care about those guys. I want the four talented young guys to run out there and learn how to play NBA basketball. So that's my spiel on the Knicks. I'm excited for now until Alfred Payton's announced. Now's the in, time to be excited. Now is the time to Payton's be Until Payton's announced in the starting lineup for Wednesday, I'm excited. Catch me on Wednesday. I'll probably be upset again. Who do you open with? The Sirs, the Pacers. We'll knock them out for you Hawks fans. This will be the we got, starting uh, We got Washington. So okay. we got the Hawks too. All right. Sixers got the Hawks tail. Western Conference, eight seed. I'm going the Mavs. Seven seed. Whoa, whoa, I know, whoa, I know, whoa. I know, I know. Seven seed Jazz, six seed Blazers, five seed the Dubs, four seed Houston, three seed the Nugs, Clips Lakes, number one. Let's talk through this for me. Um, the Mavericks, Luka will continue to, he'll be a top five player this year. He will. He just will be. It's clear. Porzingis. I, the injury thing is very weird to me. If he's, if you told me he's playing all 72, okay, you can go take your top four seed, Dallas. But until then, I just can't. It feels like it's Luca, Kristaps, and a, and a bunch of other guys who are not that good. So the Mavs at eight, the seven, the Jazz, they gave Gobert that big contract. You got it. I'm just giving them a playoff berth because, Funny, because that, that was, that was enough for me to keep them out of the playoffs. Right, right. Um, Spida was excellent last year in the playoffs. I still like Conley. I think Bogdanovich coming back is huge. He's underrated. If he was there, they probably win that series against the Nuggets. Um, so I'm going to give him the seven. I'm not a huge Blazers guy, but I think the moves they made this offseason really shore up a lot of things. So Dame, CJ, Cove, they get Nurk back. Obviously, can't fade my boy Melo. So we go Blazers at six. The most slept on team in the league, the Warriors, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Stephen Kerr. These are the guys. You just named a guy. You just named a guy who doesn't play. Yeah, who coaches them. <laughs> and might get in the lineup. And then you got Ubre Wiggins. You got Wiseman, who I think was the most talented player in the draft besides quickly. So Warriors at five. Could be the one seed. I don't know. Rockets at four. This is once again hinging on my theory that Harden stays. So, Wall, Harden, great regular season guys. Cousins, I don't think he'll do much. Christian Wood could be the pickup of the year for the Rockets. I told you. I told you about him. Yeah, I mean, it was pre- it's preseason. I, it was a guy I originally wanted for the Knicks, then I didn't. It looks like he could be the steal. And they're still going to shoot and make a lot of threes, which is a good way to win regular season basketball games. The Nuggets at three, their biggest problem might be they have too much talent. Not superstar nope. talent, too much talent. And it's already happening because I follow a lot of Nuggets guys on Twitter. It's like Gary Harris, Barton, MPJ, Bull Bull. Like, how do you fit these guys into the lineup? Get Monty Morris in there. Um, they did. Do they keep Jeremy Grant or he ended up nope. leaving? They Biggest lost. loss of the yeah. year, I think. They lose. I don't know because Porter Jr. should slide in there, even though 
Apparently, he's the worst defensive player in the history of the NBA. He sounds like Wiggins. Um, but Nuggets at three because Murray and Jokic, and they'll be a, they'll be a try-hard regular season team. We know that from them. So I trust that. The Clippers are probably like there was a lot of turmoil, and normally when there's smoke, there's fire. But Ooh, that was a bar. But that was a bar. The narrative that Paul George is the worst NBA player in the league is it's just hysterical. It's so funny how much social media can turn things. It's Paul freaking George. You're taking about 12 other guys in the league over him. And let's pair him with Kawhi Leonard. Let's get him a championship-level coach in Tyron Lue. And let's see what happens. Maybe some less load management. Maybe some less diva stuff. Maybe Kawhi fixes that up. And then the Lakers. The champs got better, which is scary. No one really foresees LeBron going in the wrong direction. I actually see AD continuing to get better. In that system, more it's funny. It's funny how much has changed about the Lakers and LeBron from our NBA preview last year to yeah. our NBA preview this year. What do you LeBron mean? Was wash, LeBron was wash king this time. No, no, no. no. Sorry, preview. sorry. People don't understand that LeBron was calling himself the wash king <laughs> for social media hits. And I said last year, AD is best teammate ever. It's clear. AD right now is better than Dwayne Wade was when they played together. It's the best duo in basketball. It's why ch- it's why championships are won by superstars. They have two superstars, maybe one, two in the league, and the Lakers are the team to beat. It's a it's a championship they should win, and they have a good chance of winning. All right, so we're gonna have a little disagreement here. I'm gonna start at the bottom, and I have I can't pick. I can't. I have the Warriors or the Pelicans there, and keep in mind wow. um, these. Western Conference standings include James Harden not on the Rockets. Mm. Obviously, a lot changed, so I don't have Houston in the playoffs right okay. now. But the Warriors are maybe my least favorite team in the NBA in terms of not that I hate them whatsoever, but this team is Steph Curry and Draymond Green, and then I'd have no idea like what it is. I, I think they are an average offensive team. That's they crazy. A- That's are, that is crazy. They are an average defensive team. I think they're going to struggle shooting the ball. I don't think Wiggins and Ubre are anything to write home about. If they take this right. crazy jump and they're knockdown shooters, yeah, they'll fit into the Warriors system. I just don't see it happening. I don't. So, and my thing with the Pelicans is, if Zion doesn't miss games. They should make the playoffs, in my opinion. I feel like people are sleeping on the Drew loss. The the Drew loss is, is big. He's he's controlling that offense. They add Bledsoe. Yeah, maybe I do not like this team to make the playoffs. Like <laughs> Alright, well who do you got? Struggle. Who do you got? They'll struggle with spacing. Oh, you actually put both of them there. I, I wrote slash. <laughs> I, I couldn't pick. I really couldn't pick. You have to um, pick. You're putting Golden you know what? State. Don't be ridiculous. I'll pick the Rockets as the eight seed. Oh, I'm leaving Golden you, State. You think and the Golden Pel- State Warriors are missing the playoffs? I will I, wager I don't, you. No, no, large trust me. I think sums of I understand. Money. I understand that is the underdog pick, probably. But you give me plus two hundred, I'll bet you fifty bucks the Warriors miss the playoffs. All right, I'll take that. All right, so fifty for a hundred. All right. Um, number seven, I have Phoenix. If CP three stays healthy the entire year and plays, he's gonna make Aiton which I'll talk about later. He's going to make Aiton that much better. Book is there. Um, I don't really love the bench overall. I think Bridges takes a step. And I, I've got, I think, a seven seed is a successful year out of the Phoenix Suns. 
You always leverage. You always leverage your future for the seven seed when you can. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's what's gonna happen with the the Suns. They're gonna have two years of CP, and then what? Then Book will take that next step and probably be a superstar. Then he'll lose to Dallas or the Pelicans like three straight years in the playoffs, and he'll ask for a trade out of Phoenix, and we'll never hear of the Phoenix Suns ever again. That's my five-year plan for the Phoenix Suns. Number six. I hate the Jazz, but fine. Like, you just paid Rudy Gobert $205 million. That's pain enough, so I guess I don't have to add fuel to the fire. Um, should be pretty good on offense and defensive end. I think Jordan Clarkson's a, a sneaky pick for sixth man of the year. Um, he came on at the end of the bubble last year. Their hopes in terms of reaching a Western Conference Finals, and that's their absolute ceiling ceiling, relies on... Donovan Mitchell taking a Luka Doncic-type jump, which I don't think we're going to see that happening out of the Jazz. Um, Number five, I have the Denver Nuggets. I think Jeremy Grant was a huge loss this year. I understand they try really hard. Um, (laughs) I think we're we're a little bit – we're speaking too quick on the Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. rise to stardom. I think we're a year or two – you think they're there. I don't know about MPJ, but bro, how do you watch Murray in the I, bubble I just, and not? I, we know all. We all know how I think about shooting in the bubble and what it was a result of. But I think where Murray is a a star, he's a star player. I think we're a year or two away from giving him a superstar title. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. For sure. Actually, no, no, no. He's never going to be a superstar. Um, I think Jeremy Grant's a huge loss. I think they'll be hot and cold throughout the year. The bench doesn't. I don't know. Nothing special for me. Number four and wait, was this four or three? Four. Number four. I changed my rankings that I wrote in the chat. Number four, I have Portland. I love this team this year. I love adding Covington. I love adding Derek Jones Jr. I think the offense is going to be great with Nurkic in college. The defense will be very good. I don't think they have the potential to be fantastic. I think you could see a chance where they make a big move in the middle of the year to add someone maybe that's a Kevin Love maybe that is a Vucevic or an Aaron Gordon I don't know but I think and this is my long shot MVP bet I'm not going to pick him to win but Damian Lillard has the chance to win MVP this year plus 2200 in Vegas I think if they're great that ain't no long shot for what I got in the program (laughs) if they're great and Dame's putting up 30 him as MVP, Terry Stotts as coach of the year. Who knows? Um, number three, Dallas. I'm not going to pick Luka for MVP, but like you said, he's going to be a top five. I'm glad you guy. put them there because it's going to lead to good discussion once you finish up here. I think that, and we all know how I feel about Josh Richardson. A little bit of an off, up and down year last year in Philadelphia, mainly because he didn't know where he fit in the roster. I think we see Miami Josh Richardson. Luka gets Luka is Luka. If Chris Stapps can stay healthy, this team can compete to go to the Western Conference Finals, and it's all riding on Luka. Number two, I mean, you said it perfectly. Are we going to sit here and say just because the Clippers blew it? First off, no one cares the Clippers blew a 3-1 lead. No one thinks the Nuggets are that much better because of it. Nobody thinks the Clippers are that much worse. I see these Twitter think pieces. Should we be holding Kawhi to a higher standard since he blew a 3-1? Bro... Stop it, was, it. Stop it. The Clippers are still 
right there. Like we're still looking at an LA versus LA Western Conference Finals. We didn't get it last year. We're all hoping to get it this year because LeBron and Anthony Davis versus Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is the best duo versus duo that we can find in the NBA. When you add in the theatrics of Montrez versus Pat Bev, Pat Bev, you freaking loser. And I think you know who's going to be great for the Clippers this year? A sneaky six-man-of-the-year candidate? Luke Kennard. Oh, Why? Wow. Because Luke Kennard was a guy coming out of college in Duke that I was so high on. And I have been wrong, 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 wrong. And I'm finally getting him on a good team. I'm holding on to my last straw, and that's what I'm going to hold on to. Number one, the best player of all time, the best player in the league, they're the same person, by the way. I know you're going to say one is one, one is the other. Do you they're actually think Le- LeBron James is better than AD right now? What? By the end of this season, who do you think will be the best LeBron player? LeBron James. You do? LeBron James. Okay. LeBron James. And, I mean, I guess we can get into our awards right now because LeBron James is your 2020 MVP. That's who you're picking? He is the MVP. That is the worst. That's your pick, though. I feel like he had. That is my pick to win MVP, LeBron James. Oh, my God. He. Because I think we see voters fatigue with with, uh, Giannis. I don't think Luke is there yet. I think as a three or four, as a four seed, that's not enough yet. LeBron will win one more MVP by the time his career ends, just as a kumbaya to all the award, the MVP awards that he didn't win. And I think this is the year. And then going forward after this year is when people say LeBron got his last MVP. That's fine. It's time for Anthony Davis to win the MVP. LeBron James, the one seed, the best player on the one seed in the league in the West will win the MVP this year. Uh, I'm not going to skip to my MVP pick because we got to do title picks, but I think it's the worst pick you could possibly make. I think LeBron's going to play somewhere around 50 of 72 games. Really? And yeah. I, I just don't see them. They're not going to. That's why I almost didn't put the Lakers at one. I can see that. I can understand that. I, I just because of how short the turnaround was, I can see a little load management with LeBron. A little? This guy's crying about load management on Twitter all off season. But keep in mind. Keep in mind. Who knows what the deal with the vaccine will be? Yeah come the summertime who knows what the deal with fan capacity we're not playing for seating in a bubble seating in the bubble didn't matter right seating finally matters now so we'll see yeah all right so title pick and also sorry before you go and also one more pick if the lakers are floating around that two three with the clippers they don't want to see the clippers until the western conference finals so yeah they'll make that push all right title picks here we go do it Give me the feta, baby. Give me all the feta in the world you have. Ship it over. I'll take a side of hummus. I'll take the most dominant player in the league. And my reasoning hinges on... He went from best player in the world last year to most dominant player in the league this year. Same same concept. Is he the best player in the world, Giannis? Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is. If you put put Giannis with LeBron James, they go 72-0. He's that good. That's not what I asked you. If you put Giannis with Anthony Davis, that's they win the title easily. I don't know if they lose a playoff game because no one would have scored. Go but off. Go nonetheless, off. this pick completely—it's not an excuse or whatever. We what do we normally say? Like you can't stipulation. Yeah, no stipulation. It's not a stipulation. It's just a internal belief that the Bucks will make the correct move at the trade deadline 
and secure the piece. So whether that what does that move look like? Whether a shooter, buddy hit. Yeah, it has to be a true, a good player. It can't. It be, would be if they had an opportunity to get a good like young shooter who's European in a sign in trade. That would actually be a good move for them. Who's that? I don't know, Bogdanovich. Uh. Like, they dropped the ball on that. <laughs> yeah, they did. But but what I, gives you faith in but, this organization to do something well? That, bro, that was a complex situation. They signed Giannis. It's, hang it's the good. banner. Hang, hang the hang banner. the banner. But Drew is an upgrade. This is Lamar Jackson, Giannis, same concept. When Giannis doesn't play well, everyone How did Lamar Jackson find his way into this episode. <laughs> everyone self destructs around him. Middleton self destructs. Divincenzo went from a great young player to he's now like the worst player in the league. I think you've got Drew. Defensively, they're going to be so good. Like you said, the East is wide open. And if they make a good... If they add Buddy Heald to this roster, that's a team. That is a title. Speaking of which, while we're having this conversation, yeah. the Bucks just got docked a second-round pick in 2022 for violating league rules governing the timing of this season's free agency discussions with regard to their attempt to complete a sign-in trade for Bogdan Bogdanovich. There you go. So, and you know you what? Go. I think it's going to be a blessing in disguise. I don't know if Bogdan Bogdan... There's a lot of love for that guy, but how many Bogdan Bogdanovich games have you watched in your life? Like, Well, he was on the Kings. That's not fair. That's, but at the same time, point. like he's the perfect player for Giannis. He might be a better fit. So I'm going the Bucks. Mm, I think Buddy... I'm going the Bucks. I think who are they going to face in the finals? They're going to face the Lakers, which is going to be tough. I want to say the Clippers, but last year when we had the discussion who's the better duo, Brown and AD or Kawhi PG, I probably would have gone Kawhi PG. I couldn't expect that jump from AD, but now that duo is not close. And the Lakers are just, they're as talented this year. Like the difference last year was okay, you've got 1 2 on LA, but then. We were saying like three, four, five, six, seven in that series were all going to be for the Clippers. Now, who knows? Schroeder, Montrez, like they, they have good player. Taylor Horton Tucker, Kuz got the extension. Did, 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 did anyone reach out to you about a bet on over five points per game yeah, for Taylor Horton Tucker? Did. did you guys th- make a bet? Yeah, we got a bet. We got I think a bet you might guy. be screwed with that. Um, only because like you said, like I said, I think he's going to get management. Minutes, yeah. On low management, but I don't know. I've seen these preseason stories too much. So I'm going to go Bucks over Lakers. They're going to have in what in, in seven games, just because LeBron will have to take that final shot. He'll LeBron probably, and Anthony he'll, Davis losing in a seventh game. Got it. So why, why do you say it like that? As if that's like unrealistic because it is, especially I'm not saying they're going to get swept. I know. I'm just saying it's unrealistic. Okay. It's, I mean, it's right. the two favorites and then one winning in one game. <laughs> right. So I don't know how unrealistic <laughs> I can say. But my title predictions. Jack. I want to. No, you don't. You know that you want to just. Oh, you had a stipulation. Look. You had a stipulation. No, 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 I didn't have a stipulation. It was a belief that it will okay, happen. Okay, I have There's the no belief that the Sixers. I have the belief that the Sixers will end up with James Harden. Okay. And they will and not if win they the do, finals. If they, do. if they do, they will go to the finals against the Lakers. I don't know who wins that series. I so promise you that, that the that... – But since the preview has to do with no James Harden on the Sixers, I'm biting my tongue about putting the Sixers in the finals. But I'm not going to be – I know how much of an asshole move that would be. I do. For the sake of the show and the sake of the content – I'm going to put the Washington Wizards. No, I'm going to put. 
I, I mean, it's hard not to put the Bucks in the finals. They have the best player in the East. They do. Do they have the best team in the East? He's the so starting... good. It's they insane. Don't, they have the best starting lineup. But do they have the best team in the East? I don't think they do. Who does? They just pay... I'm not going to answer that question either. <laughs> I told you it's disgusting. Yeah, Jack. no, it is disgusting. And this isn't because like you're saying the best... they, they have the best starting lineup but not the best team because you have Seth Curry and Tyrese Maxey off the bench. Like, is that the Dwight, one? Dwight, right. Danny Green. Right. Yes. Green starts, doesn't he? Right. Tobias, but anyway. <laughs> um, Furcon. <laughs> I'm not putting the Sixers in the finals just because I'm feeling generous today, but I'm telling you, it's disgusting how bought in I am. So you have to go with Milwaukee. Like I said, it's it's Milwaukee and Miami last year. And I still, to this day, do not believe that the Miami Heat would have won that series if it weren't in the bubble. The combination of shooters and young players not being affected by the moment in the playoffs, I think extreme, it helped them extremely. And if you, they weren't winning games in Milwaukee, so like you're that. going they Lakers just, over Sixers in the finals. Is there a way to put the Sixers and the Bucks and the Lakers in the finals? <laughs> he picked I'm going, an Eastern Conference Finals matchup and the NBA champion. We'll give him that. We're not. Gonna I'm going it. to the Laker. I am going the Lakers over the Bucks. Okay, all right. Because I'm being fair respectful. enough. Let's do 30 seconds on the teams that I left out from the Western Conference. I picked no Suns. And that's my boy CP3. I just think the West is too deep. Pelicans, I think losing Drew is a lot. Grizz, great team, but no. Kings, no. T Wolves, no. Thunder, no. Spurs, one. They're like the they're like the Knicks with good players. Like if all their guys took the next step to the next level, that'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, Derek, it's Derek's team. Exactly. MVP race. Here we go. So E picked LeBron James. I explained why I think that's an awful decision. I'm going Steph Curry. And I'm going Steph Curry because of this. Luka Doncic. Keep in mind, keep in mind, you had the Warriors as your five seed? Correct. A five seed with the MVP. Yeah. That's what you think. I think that's realistic. I don't. Because the West is going to be be separated by one or two games. You pick, right, Luka's the favorite. And you have Luka and the Mavs seated at what, three or four right now? Three. You have them at three. Steph Curry's better than Luka Doncic. Stephen Curry is better than Luka Doncic, and it's not even fucking close. I apologize for cursing. You know the rest listen. of the roster. You've got Kristaps maybe playing fifty games. You've got Kristaps, and then it's a joke. But you Jay think Rich. the you think the Mavs are three? We have Draymond Green. We have Andrew Wiggins. We have Kelly Oubre. It doesn't work. We it doesn't have fit. yeah. What do you mean it doesn't fit? They built the best team of all time with Draymond with Green. With Clay Thompson, Steph- Kevin Durant. No, before Kevin Durant even existed, it was Harrison. Oh, you mean the team that didn't you mean the team that didn't win the finals? Who cares? It's 73 wins and I'm picking them to be a top five. You don't even Here's have them the in the playoffs. It's Curry. a joke. You had Harrison Barnes, Andre Iguodala's Why are we washed talking up about ass. 3 years ago. Listen, the NBA Because you're saying it doesn't you work. Said, you just said, listen, Steph Curry is better than Luka Doncic. It's not even close. I cannot sit here and say that you're wrong. I, you can. But in the if same you don't, breath. If you don't, the podcast may cease to exist. It's idiotic. But in the same it's breath. stupid. The NBA is a what have you done for me lately league. Listen, we give Steph the respect he deserves. Oh, my God. Luka Doncic won a game off the Clippers, bro. 
This and is Steph Curry didn't play last year, bro. And Steph Curry didn't play this last year. This is Stephen Curry's I'm not saying that Luka... conference. This is Stephen he, Curry's how is, conference. Then why is he the fifth seed? This is his conference because he lost. Why Clay is he Thompson. the fifth seed? He lost Clay Thompson. It's the same reason Bron didn't get the one seed every year, but until you go through Steph Curry, get out of That's here with Luka Doncic. So I'm going I'm going Steph Curry as my MVP. New All-Stars favorite segment. Here we go. In the East, I'm going OG. I think Siakam wow. takes a back seat. OG gets in. OG's team? OG's team. OG he's a great player. Hit that shot. Yeah. He can he can play. And in the West, I'm going Zion. And I'll talk about both those players. I thought we later. were doing two. No, one of each. One of each. Well, you took Zion, so I, he was one of my okay. two. So my other one, snapback fam, CJ McCollum. Okay. Right. CJ McCollum, never been to an all-star game, which is and not that crazy. Not that crazy because of how loaded guards are. And because he's just like a very average scorer. Like what? he's a very average player and a really good scorer, and that's about it. Yep. Continue on with his 21 points per game. Zach, Le- you're talking about Western Conference Zach Levine? Are you, ta- cannot, are you talking about Western Conference I, Zach Levine right now? I cannot fathom what Wait, is what is CJ McCollum? What, what's so special about Western Conference Zach Levine? Actually, I like Zach. He can dunk. CJ is going to give you mid-range. It's 2020. Come on, shoot a three ball, buddy. All right, continue on. Who do you got out of the East? That is, that is baffling. And you're not even taking into account the bump. He hasn't played since the bump. So CJ McCollum is an all-star in the West, in the East. Because every announcer last year felt the need during a national TV broadcast to say that they had one all-star on this team and Jalen Brown could have been another one. He should have. Whatever. Jalen Brown, I'll give it to you. I don't really see it. Like, fine. You can be that all-star just because so many writers and stuff think that you could have been one last year that they'll give you that uptick this year. So I've got Jalen Brown, and I, I am baffled baffled by the disrespect that cj mccollum just got on this podcast why baffled you didn't even answer whatever we're moving on the guy's a star player most improved player to put zach levine and him in the same conversation is disrespectful to zach levine because zach levine has more points per game in a season than mccollum ever did og ananobi is playing with damian lillard the other's playing with laurie markinen right he should have more open shots zach gets double teamed OG Ananobi, my most improved <laughs> player, takes the Raptors, keeps them in the playoff race. Lowry declines. Siakam, we know what he is. They lose some players. OG steps up. That's my guy. Other two shout-outs, if you like longer shots, RJ Barrett. If you're going to average 24 points per game in the Mecca, you're going to have a chance to win most improved player. Is he going to do that? No. No. But, <laughs> but, but... He averaged 18 in preseason, and he didn't even play his full full shot capacity. And then our boy D. White. One of those guys in San Antonio between DeJounte, Derek, um, Lonnie Walker is going to be— Johnson. Yeah, Keldon is going to be a really good player. And how are we not going to go with D. White? So those are—I'm going OG, but I just wanted to give two shouts there. Uh, most improved player? Is that what we're on? Or six yeah, minutes? most improved. Most improved, DeAndre Ayton. That's the Chris Paul effect. That's all I'll give it to you. If Chris Paul can play all those 2004 games, basketball a lot. That was like when I started watching basketball. Right. So, yeah, 2002. But that's like all you remember because DeAndre. But, like, you're like, telling me if DeAndre Ayton averages 24 and 12 and the Suns are a 5 or a 16? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. It's fair. DeAndre Ayton in the pick and roll with Chris Paul. Listen, we saw what Chris Paul did with the Thunder last year and all their young players. 
this is finally what he needs. Why didn't it work with a Devin Booker and and DeAndre Ayton pick and roll? I don't know. But Chris Paul is is a different beast. He's a different when it comes to helping young players and in the maturation process. I'm giving it to Ayton. Uh, all right, rookie of the year. I have four names listed because I wanted to wait till we got on to pick. I have Tyrese Halliburton. This was contingent. I actually thought there was a chance they would move Fox. No way they move him after they supermaxed him. Is this contingent because of you saw his girlfriend? Halliburton? I haven't seen his girlfriend. It's solid. It's a a rookie of the year level. It's a rookie of the year level. Um, Get to it. I like Halliburton, but because of Fox usage and because they're in Sacramento, I'm not going to go with him. And remember, people, I nailed this pick. Abe actually called me an asshole for picking Ja. And I said, no, Ja's going to be so high usage. This is the last year. No. I ja- yes. Well, yes. You were, well, no, no, you were an asshole. But Zion <laughs> I got just it right. I Zion got it right, just though. missed. I got it right. Listen, I got it right. You didn't, but none of your prediction included Zion missing all that time. Two other names on the list, Cole Anthony. And now you're calling Zion a sleeper MVP candidate. You are all over two, the place. Two other names on the list, Cole Anthony is interesting. He's going to get a lot of tick. That's why Killian Hayes is one of the top favorites. Bull Bull, that's a sleeper. He still qualifies everyone as a rookie. The, everyone loves the Ben Simmons rookie right? to pick for rookie of the year. I don't think he's going to get enough time, though. And I actually don't think he's that good. I'm going to Manuel quickly. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. He's going to be the starting point guard for the New York Knicks, averaging 15-5. and five. I don't care. I'm going to Manuel quickly. Like, no shame in, in just complete bias. I'm going to Manuel quickly. I'm going James Wiseman because I really couldn't pick anyone else. Killian Hayes I wanted to pick because I, I think he'll have the most usage out of a lot of the rookies, but I just don't know what the Pistons roster even is. But Derek Rose is a mentor. Look out for Killian Hayes. James Wiseman's going to be a big part of that offense, especially with Steph Curry in the pick and roll. So Abe just added the rookie of the year to the Warriors, and they're still not in the playoff picture. Imagine that. Imagine I that. that doesn't, I guess that doesn't really add up. So you know what? Say, I'm going with Emmanuel quickly. <laughs> but I will say one thing on LaMelo is he is the perfect candidate for rookie of the year. Like, yeah, he'll be all over social all media. Over social. All the we'll kids have the love numbers. Him. It's just going to be, can he improve on his 22% field goal percentage to be seen? Sixth man of the year. Derek Rose. Like you said, Killian's going to start. D Rose could be a trade piece. He could come off the bench. He was balling when he was playing last year, and everyone loved You're telling me you want a kumbaya? Let's give Derrick Rose the sixth man of the year. Give Detroit some love. So I'm going D. Rose, sixth man. Sixth man of the year. If Jack can pick Emmanuel quickly for rookie of the year, then there's no shame in me picking Shake Milton for sixth man of the year. <laughs> this guy, he's not actually my pick. My pick is Spencer Dinwiddie, but yeah. my two cents on, on Shake Milton are the fact that in a preseason game in the span of 20 minutes, his odds went from plus 10,000 to plus 8,000. <laughs> Something to keep an eye out for. I think Doc will, Doc Rivers has his Lou Will in Shake Milton. I'm going Dinwiddie. Um, if Brooklyn's good, he's going to control that second unit. I think Levert starts over him. It's going to be Kyrie, KD, Levert, Joe Harris, and either Jared, Jared Allen or DeAndre Jordan. Or which which big man? Yeah, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Um so Dimwitty's going to come off the bench. We know what he can do already. He's been a starter for two years. You're putting a, a bona fide starter off the bench. Like I think that's an easy pick. So I'm going Spencer Dimwitty. I'll, I'll I'll snake it into Defensive Player of the Year, Ben Simmons. Wait, the funniest part is Ibs picking him. He might not be on the team. Still <laughs> He's defensive gonna... player of the year. Still defensive player of the year. The guy is an absolute animal. Should have been a finalist last year. Wasn't. 
Um, for $205 million, you would hope that Rudy Gobert wins it again. But I think for that much money, they want to put maybe $150 million of it towards offensive tutoring. So I'm going Ben as the defense. The guy's an absolute animal, guards every single position in an elite level, can literally do everything. I'm going with Ben Simmons. Defensive player of the year, Draymond Green. I knew that. It's was t- I am tired of sleeping on this guy. It is guy. disgusting how he in on the Warriors invented defense. This guy what is, is a freaking. He invented that I can guard one through five. LeBron James didn't invent that shit. It was Draymond Green. So I'm going Draymond just because I think he's going to be. Abe thinks they won't have defense. Draymond. Without Kevin Durant, Draymond Green is a fantastic player. It's not easy being the fourth guy. It's not even easy for Tobias being the third guy. So he's going to be number two this year. He's going to have to cover for Wiggins. He's going to have to cover for Oubre. He's going to have to cover for Steph. And I think he's going to be everywhere. And he's just going to be. Pre- so I said in my. He's Warriors literally going to be Ed Reed. I said in my Warriors preview that they're the Warriors are an average because offensive he, team and an but, average. But all right, they're not an average offensive team. They're a top they three offensive one, team in the league. Stephen Curry, Stephen, write it down, flip it out, and tag me. Can we get a bet on that? Let's close right now. Betting long shots. Give me anything you got. My first one, I'm going to go Knicks to make the playoffs 12 to 1 odds. (laughs) Second, I'm going to go Zion to win MVP. No one really wins it in year two, but if there's a guy to do it, I guess Luka would have been that guy, but maybe Zion goes ape shit, goes 33 and 15, and just leads them to the playoffs. So those are my two long shot bets. What do you got? Two long shot bets. Um, Damian Lillard for MVP at, I think, plus 2,200. And Russell Westbrook to be an all-NBA player. <laughs> all, I, think, I don't know if you can bet on that, but I'm down. I can't. But, okay, I have a better one for you. Russell Westbrook. To lead the league in assists? To lead the lead in assists at, I got to find the exact number. Stay with me. Plus, that's it? Plus 400. And the the one fun the top one four would the be... top four are pretty much all co favorites LeBron Trey Luca and Russ gotcha so I guess that's not a long shot all right fam that's our NBA preview uh, NBA tips off we didn't even preview games one and two for Tuesday night but make your quick picks Nets Warriors who do you got Nets I'm going Warriors and Lakers Clippers who you got they're gonna play their guys Lakers I'm gonna go Lakers too. We will see you on Christmas Day for the parlay. Snapback fam. Ho, ho. ho. Much love. Peace.